Hello, dear listeners. Many of us have watched or at least heard about last year's documentary series Tiger King. This documentary on Netflix explores the true crime between a tiger breeder and his big cat sanctuary owner rival. The zoos featured in this series are awful, but if they are really that bad compared to other zoos. So, today in the studio, Ksenia and... Oh, Olympia. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> and we are going to discuss a really difficult topic, zoos. Are they unconditional evil or not? How can you tell ethical zoos from these terrible ones? And do we visit zoos and why? Stay tuned and find out more. So... Zoological gardens are a controversial component of human society. But let's try to find some advantages of zoos. Frankly, it's really complicated. The most popular argument for zoos is that they are useful as an educational tool. When families visit the zoo, they can observe animals which may not be possible to view in their local region. There is the controversial consideration about going to a facility to look at animals for fun, but there is also the chance to learn a lot of valuable information about each species. Some zoos got their start because local scientists wanted to get to know wild and exotic species better. This is still present today, with many facilities offering educational programs behind-the-scenes tours and various activities which encourage visitors to learn more about the animals which live there. And also there are staff members from local zoos making presentations at local schools. And the second popular pro-argument. Zoos like to claim that they are doing important work by helping to conserve endangered species. A few examples of The Arabian oryx was hunted to extinction in the wild, but Phoenix Zoo worked with other conservations to bring the species back. Przewalski's horses were also extinct in the wild, but are now coming back to a population in the thousands after only a dozen were left. California Condors were down to 27 before facilities in Los Angeles and San Diego started breeding programs to protect them. And several other animals have also survived thanks to the zoos. However, most of species kept in zoos are not endangered. So why are they there? And Even when endangered animals are kept and bred in zoos, they are rarely released into the wild. This does nothing to help keep ecosystems in balance or promote biodiversity. And maybe zoos provide an economic boost to their community. They can be a local or national attraction that people want to see. The facilities create good paying jobs, encourage entrepreneurs to be active in their community and provide indirect benefits to local businesses as well. These are the main advantages. Let's move on and talk about disadvantages, which are more obvious for me. So, zoos do not offer sufficient space. Wild animals like lions, bears, tigers, leopards, and even elephants like to roam around in free spaces, spaces bigger than the entire zoos. In a zoo, a lion is kept in a small room that would never allow him to roam freely as he desires. When the management is focusing on housing more and more animals in the zoos, Space is given even shorter importance and the entire zoo is filled with animals within walking distances. Space should be a priority for keeping animals, but since it isn't, it becomes tough for the animals. And also, animals can be tortured in zoos. This is another one of the drawbacks of zoos because when an animal is kept there, it's expected of a caretaker 
that he will teach him how to entertain those who will come to see them. And during that teaching process, a lot goes on and sometimes these animals are actually tortured. So what else? Zeus capture animals from the wild. Even for most zoos claim that they have initiated well-preserved breeding programs, that it's not really true. The fact is an animal breeds much more effectively in the wilderness when they aren't able to make the animals procreate. They capture new animals from the wilderness and the cycle goes on and on. And also sale of animals that were born in confinement. The business or trade of wild animals isn't just restricted to zoos. They get violated above and beyond when they are sold to our traders. Even for the trade of wild animals is forbidden and illegal in many countries, yet traders do it anyway. And these baby animals are also taken away from their families at a very young age to make a few dollars. And this is very inhuman. And also zoos can struggle to stay profitable. Many zoos are failing to meet their annual financial targets. Even popular facilities are seeing lower visitor numbers, which translates into less money going toward the care of the creatures living and the facility. When expenses exceed incoming revenues, then animal might need to go to other zoos. Staff storage and limited budgets can even mean euthanizing some of the animals if another appropriate living space cannot be found. In January 2016, a lion ruled to be excessive was euthanized in a small Danish zoo. Then staffers performed a public dissection on the animal. And also in 2014, a facility in Copenhagen shot a young giraffe, dissected it in public, and then fed the pieces to the lions. And then these actions are justified by the idea that if some money isn't raised, they will need to do the same thing to all of the other animals at the facility. And it's really, I don't know, scary. When I was reading articles about this case, I just <laughs> couldn't really believe it's possible nowadays, and especially in Denmark. Yeah, I am speechless right now. I would never believe that something like that could actually happen. And, like, publicly? Yeah. <laughs> what What were they thinking? What happened to those? Did they close down? Did they continue to operate? What happened? Uh, as I understood, they continue working oh and God. still working. And, oh, my God. Yeah. That and is... It's different to, like, watch a documentary of some lions hunting and killing an animal than a person being involved killing and cutting an animal in pieces and feeding it to... What? Yeah, and, like, it's a zoo. I don't know, usually family with kids exactly. uh, visit it. Really, educational too. <laughs> yeah, yes. How to kill an animal, great. Yeah, Actually, I can continue this list for a long time. <laughs> yeah, some say there are good and bad zoos, but as for me, a good prison is still a prison. If even the animals are well cared for and not abused, this does not mean that they are happy. And we already mentioned the conservation of endangered species and now let's find out the difference between a zoo and a sanctuary. All right. So many people tend to confuse these two places for animals, but mm -hmm. actually there are many differences. Even though they both host animals and wild animals, of course, the main difference between a zoo and a sanctuary is that the zoo is not the natural habitat of the animals. They are kept in captivity or in some better, let's say, zoos. They have mm -hmm. artificially created something that looks like the natural habitat of the animals. A sanctuary are 
usually they're a lot bigger because they are, you know, in the nature where animals usually live. So another big difference is that zoos exist for making money, as you said mm-hmm. before. So they might trade animals, they may overbreed them to make babies and use babies as attractions, you know, because usually like every single baby <laughs> species is very cute. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they use that to just make more money. They may also capture animals from the wild So, yes, basically it is all for the entertainment. People want to go and see them and it is for the profit of the zoo. Mm -hmm. The difference with sanctuary is that sanctuary is for the profit of the animals, actually. They don't breed animals. They don't trade animals. They don't capture animals from the wild And in many cases, they may also release animals back to the wild. So if someone works in a sanctuary and finds a wounded animal, let's say, they may take it back to the sanctuary for a while until it becomes, you know, better. Mm -hmm. And when it is ready, they may release it back to the wild. This is it is not for entertaining reasons, even though some sanctuaries do let people come in and observe the animals. This is not the main purpose of it. And of course, there are many sanctuaries that don't allow people, they don't allow visitors. They're just for the wildlife to uh, exist there. The only good thing that may happen in the zoos is that uh, having some endangered animals, they may breed them. They will not extinct. But still, I don't think that this is the right way for this to be done. Yeah, and usually they don't release it to the Yeah, world. yeah, of course. It, it would be good if we can help some animals from non-extinction anyway. But... To keep them in cages, it's not the right. That's not the point also. If some wild animals exist only in zoos, what is the point in them existing anyway? And also in many zoos, you can see abnormal behaviors of animals like walking up and down on a very small cage Mm -hmm. or like hitting their heads on the... um, on the walls of the cage. This is not normal, you know, normal things that animals do. And these are signs for animals n- not being treated properly. And I, I will agree with you that uh, no matter how good a zoo is, it will never be as good as living in the natural, you know, out in the wild. The, the good thing about sanctuaries, okay, besides the fact that animals live in their their natural home, is that they keep some animals that they could not survive into the wild. So if they find a very wounded animal or uh, sanctuaries sometimes take animals that were mistreated in circuses, for example, Mm -hmm. or in zoos. And usually when an animal is born in captivity, they cannot be released out in the wild. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they don't know how to hunt. They don't know how to keep themselves out of danger. Mm -hmm. So sanctuaries serve this purpose as well, that maybe some animals would not survive into the wild. So they provide a home for them until they die naturally and not from people Mm -hmm. mistreating them. So yeah, if you have to choose definitely a sanctuary is a lot better idea to visit than a zoo and let's find out a little more about the different types of animal facilities and i would like to tell you about contact zoo or it's also called petting zoo you can find petting zoos are everywhere especially during the summer when fairs and festivals are held on weekends petting zoos are marketed as a fun heads-on family experience where children can pet feed and interact with a variety of animals ponies sheep 
goats, pigs, and even exotics like kangaroos, tiger cubs can be found at these establishments. This might seem like a fun and completely innocent way to teach children about animals, but is it providing a true educational experience? I actually don't think so. But lack of a true educational experience isn't the only reason you should refuse visiting a petting zoo. There are some more concerns connected to health, safety and general animal welfare. So, health and safety concerns. Petting zoos and other animal exhibits expose people to dangerous zoonotic disease, including E. coli, and some kinds of E. coli can cause diarrhea, while others cause respiratory illness and other illnesses. Safety is another concern. Animals of all species can be unpredictable, causing a potential risk if a child is accidentally beaten or knocked over. Animals just do what they naturally do. Yet we choose to punish animals when we are we once at, a f- at fault by placing them in stressful, unnatural situations. And the animals themselves can become sick or seriously injured through mishandling or being fed special inappropriate foods causing unnecessary pain and suffering. And so, again, it's not fun for animals. Children naturally get excited when they see animals, but look at things from the animal's perspective. Not only are you confined to a small area, you have countless numbers of people petting, hugging, and poking you, usually while making a lot of noise. Wouldn't you feel a bit scared and overwhelmed? (laughs) Animals are no different than humans in their ability to experience stress and fear. Usually, petting zoo keepers say that this is a good way of teaching children about animals. But I think teaching Children about animals should involve learning about animal behavior and habitats, which is practically impossible to do in that type of environment. And the only thing you are teaching children is that it's okay to keep animals confined and unhappy for our enjoyment. And one more issue, in these types of petting zoos usually use cubs, also as you already mentioned. And of course, they are cute and attract more attention. What happens when the cute babies grow up into adults? Or the adults when they become too old for interaction? For places looking to maximize profits, these animals are likely sold for slaughter and uh, if they're exotics, sold into the pet trade. There are plenty of ways to teach children about animals without contributing to the cycle of cruelty. I can say the last couple of years contact zoos have become popular in Russia and the problem of the founders of contact points, contact zoos, is greed. They do not care about what their business leads to, how many souls it kills. If it brings money, it will exist. And we honestly, in Russia, we don't have normal working laws regulating this area. However, the bigger problem is the visitors. There's a good rule, there's demand, there's an offer. This will never stop until people do not understand that it's not normal visiting such places. Olympia, are petting zoos popular in Greece? As far as I know, no, they're not. Uh, Especially in Athens, we do have a very big zoo, but it is not a petting zoo. Uh, However, it does have some attractions, like with dolphins mostly, Mm -hmm. uh, but it is not a petting zoo. What you said, though, we have actually in the center of Athens, next to where the parliament is now, there is a park, a national park, Mm -hmm that was built 
when we still had queen it was built by her and for her and it had some animals in captivity there it is not a zoo now nowadays there mm-hmm. are just some ducks and some small turtles but what i learned i didn't know it we usually go and feed the ducks with some bread, bread. Mm-hmm. which apparently it is very bad for ducks because they cannot digest the bread. Yeah. And I had no idea. And I think last year I saw an article about it and I just opened and read and I was like, oh my God, I had no idea that this is bad for yeah, the ducks. And actually a lot of people just don't know, so mm. they do it. Yes, yeah. this is super, super weird. And also, I, I don't know, that that time I learned a lot about even domestic animals that, for example, like bunnies cannot be fed a lot of carrots because mm-hmm. they're not good for them. So we see how uneducated we are about animals and their well-being. So it's, mm-hmm. it's good to just, you know, learn a lot more before we decide to visit a zoo or even get an animal. Mm-hmm. But in general, do your animal welfare laws work well? I mean, do you know something about it? Does something you know, uh, work well? I don't think we have... When it comes to zoos specifically, I don't think we have many zoos in general Mm -hmm. around Greece, which is because it is a small country anyway. So Mm -hmm. and a zoo needs a very big area. But I wouldn't say that it does work well. I remember the first time I went to that zoo because when I was in uh, elementary school, once a year we had a trip to that zoo in order, you know, to see the animals mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And I remember that where the snakes were, there was a crocodile. It was not in a cage. It was inside a hole, like a very small hole mm-hmm. without like any barriers. But wow. yes, that was weird. But at the same time, the, the animal did not move at all. I have heard that this animal are injected with something to keep them, you know, calm and not really move. So this is really bad. Yeah, and usually also zookeepers do it for this type of attraction, like making selfie with yes. like tiger cubs or also crocodiles. This yes. this is so bad. And in my opinion, as you already could guess, dear listeners, petting zoos must be banned. Mm. And again, I'm sure we should teach children about the importance of kindness toward other living beings, where we'll see animals as they should be, roaming, happy and free from pain and suffering. And also in this part of our program, I want to mention aquariums and especially dolphin interactions, which are also unfortunately still very popular in Russia. But first things first. There are some people who doubt the sentience of fish and other sea creatures. This is actually an important issue because the rights of animals are based on sentience, uh, the ability to suffer. But studies have shown that fish, crabs and shrimps actually do feel pain. Animals in aquarium are confined in relatively small tanks and can get bored and frustrated. In an effort to provide more natural environments for the animals, different species are often kept together, which lead to predatory animals attacking or eating their tank mates. And there are special concerns regarding marine mammals, because they are also so large and they so obviously suffer in captivity. For example, according to the World Society for the Protection of Animals, in the wild, dolphins swim about 160 kilometers per day and dive very deep. No matter how big artificial swimming pools look, animals get access to less than 1% of the room they really need to have a normal life. And uh, these uh, curious and smart animals can't 
even fully use their brains in such a small area. The average survival time in captivity for dolphins who lived more than one year is about 12 years, much lower than the wild where they lived to between 30 and 50 years. So the numbers speak for themselves. And probably the worst thing I've read is that dolphins can commit suicide. These claims are hard to conclude because there is so little we understand about the complexities of other species. But it's true that many species are social, exhibit symptoms of depression, much like humans, self-harming behaviors from boredom and aggression from frustration. Also, as you already mentioned about tigers in the cage also. And uh, I really recommend to read the article titled What it means to say a dolphin committed suicide to find out more about it. And returning to dolphin shows. We know dolphins communicate via acoustics. And uh, have you ever held your ears underwater in a swimming pool or even the ocean or sea? Every pop, clack or bang is amplified. Imagine the amount of sensory overload the sensitive species are receiving when surrounded by the visiting public. And can you imagine what the noise of a soundtrack may do to them during a performance? It's so intensive. Unfortunately, dolphin shows are also really popular in Russia, especially near Black Sea and um, Again, we don't have laws uh, to protect the welfare of dolphins and it's still legal to capture wild dolphins. Yeah, and uh, watching as these highly intelligent, self-aware animals being forced to perform demeaning circus routines is distressing. Again, I'm sure the best way to commune with dolphins is from shore where you can be sure that you're not harming them and they can't harm you. All right, so as we said, there are some zoos that are better than others, of course. And if you finally decide to go to a zoo, you should just keep some things in mind in order to pick the best zoo that you can pick. Uh, before I start, I should tell you that Association of Zoos and Aquariums who accredit zoos mm -hmm. to be, you know, the, the best zoos and the ones that are proper have accredited less than 10% of the zoos that exist in the world. So you can imagine that it is very, very hard to find a zoo that actually uh, has some standards mm -hmm. that these people have set. So actually, before visiting, you can check it on the website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can you can check their association's website mm -hmm. to see which zoos are mm -hmm. credited. There are some uh, zoos who help endangered species because right now we are on the sixth mass extinction crisis, which is crazy. Seriously, we have suffered five mass extinction crises before. There are so many species that they don't exist still that used to exist. Mm -hmm. And every day there are more and more species that extinct. There are zoos that prioritize animal welfare above profits. And these are not the private zoos because you mentioned private zoos and please 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 in any way avoid private zoos they are the worst place that an animal can be in because they only care about money they only care about profit no matter how hard they have to treat the animals they will do it in order to the profits to be higher yeah just state zoos uh, there are the ones who encourage animals to behave as in the wild. So apparently there are some zoos that uh, from time to time they create some scents 
that they would exist in the wild or they give them some treats. I read about, I think it was tigers. They put in a big bowl some treats mm-hmm. uh, and the tigers had to get them out. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't just feed them. They put the bowl on them and they had to get the food out. So it is some kind of entertaining them and at the same time feeding them. And exercise and also. Yes, of course. As you mentioned, uh, the good zoos, they don't allow extremely exotic animal touching. So there are animals that cannot be touched. They don't like being touched. It, it's not like our dogs and cats that even them Sometimes they don't want to be touched. Imagine like being a lion or some exotic birds or snakes. And the good zoos usually have barriers with the public. Mm-hmm. So not petting zoos. They don't make the animals perform tricks. And they usually keep their the babies with the moms. Because you mentioned it before, many times when an animal is too old mm-hmm. to, you know, be an attraction, they just take the baby from the mom and they have this as an attraction. But that creates psychological problems to the animals because of course animals also feel they're not things they're alive beings so they do have some emotions and they can create anxiety to the the babies when Mm -hmm. they're taken away from their moms immediately in the good zoos there is educational info it's not only about Oh, what a good, cute little animal. It's just actually knowing about the animals. And for me, the most important of all is that in the good zoos, they participate experts. So they are run by people, by zoologists mainly, mm-hmm. who know what the animals want. Whereas in other zoos, like a private zoo or something, Anyone can just get a job there that have no knowledge about what the animals need. So you should also check who works there, who takes care of the animals. Is it just, you know, the receptionist that has to feed them and take care of them? Or is it someone who actually knows and have studied about what they need. So these are some of the key points to keep in mind if you decide to visit a zoo, just try and be as educated as you can and see how this place treats the animals at hosts. And at least check before visiting, like, some information, basic information. Yeah, exactly. I think nowadays with the internet, it's just a Google search. You, It's not, it's not going to take long. It's going to take, like, 10 minutes maximum to Google and see Is this zoo accredited? Who works there? Mm -hmm. Do they perform tricks? I mean, there are some very obvious things. Yeah, that's true. So we talked about different types of zoos, about good and bad zoos, but some of them are definitely worse than others. And if you are still not convinced, I prepared a list of some of the worst zoos in the world. One of them is Mumbai Zoo, India. This zoo is known for slowly becoming a taxidermy museum rather than a facility to care for animals. The zoo has been letting its animals die and then stuffing them, creating taxidermy models for visitors to see instead of animals, including the last Siberian tiger in India. Oh my god. Yeah. Next in this list is Giza Zoo in Egypt, and it's a horror for the animals. Animals live in crowded, dirty cages and are rarely exercised with no food, no water. And there are some photos from the zoo which are really terrible. For example, I watched video footage shows an elephant's foot chained to a post preventing the animal from walking around and 
Also, there are claims that for a little illegal personal payment, zookeepers are letting visitors play with any animal they want, including lion cubs, elephants, and seals. I, I really, I just cannot imagine how how can it exist? Yeah, can someone just go there and close them down? These things cannot exist. Yes, but it's also again about laws. I guess not only in Russia we have this problem no, with of laws. Not. So and um, one more. Not only does the jail can zoo in Iraq have the usual zoo problems of too small living spaces and general cruelty towards animals. It also seems to be a location of illegal animal smuggling. The zoo owner openly says that he smuggles some animals for private zoos, like birds and monkeys. <laughs> What? Yeah, like openly. And but he denies that he does so with more dangerous animals like lions. Although there seems to be proof. To the contrary, yeah, that's crazy. And one more infamous zoo. It's not actually a zoo. It's a Thailand infamous tiger temple. I think some of you heard about it, dear listeners, because it was really famous case. The Buddhist temple in province uh, west of Bangkok had more than. 130 tigers and had become a tourist destination where visitors took selfies with tigers and bottle-fed cups. The temple promoted itself as a wildlife sanctuary, but in recent years it had been investigated for suspected links to wildlife trafficking and animal abuse. Wildlife activists have accused the temple's monks of illegally breeding tigers, while some visitors have said the animals can appear drugged. Again, because of like selfie and all this interaction stuff. During investigation and raids for confiscation animals by wildlife officials, they also made an awful discovery. A freezer stacked with the carcasses of 40 cups of tigers and 20 more cups floating in jars of formaldehyde and also tiger pelts, some tiger skin amulets and other wildlife products and This is madness. They actually kept like small cubs in jars? Yeah. For what reason? I don't know. It's also about some mm, animal products. Like the fur or something? Maybe. I I actually oh don't understand. And maybe one of reason because they just cannot, you know, manage to, they cannot feed all the animals mm. they have. So, but what's reason? Keep it. I still don't understand. It's so strange, so weird, so... Inhuman. Inhuman, exactly. And it's a temple. Like, uh, that's what I was thinking. Like, you're supposed to be monks. Yes, they are monks. That's the point. This is crazy. Yeah. And returning to big cats and to Tiger King mentioned in the beginning. And actually, Olympia, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I started watching it last week and uh, I haven't finished yet. I actually wanted to watch it last year when it was released, mm. but, uh, you know, I just couldn't find power to start because for me watching suffering animals, of yeah. course, it's just really hard. But I started and I wouldn't like to retell a script, just want to recommend it. It's done really amazingly it's mm. really good so does it uh, criticize what happened or does it promote it because i know that it shows some very cruel conditions that these animals were living uh, in but uh, i think that especially last year it was you know promoted so much mm -hmm, and yeah. i am not sure if it gives the right sense that we have wow. i actually i Of course, I cannot say because I just have watched three episodes, but 
I don't feel like uh, they promote zoos or these sanctuaries. And actually, even some people who are in the beginning protagonists through some episodes, you actually realize they're not so good. Mm. Uh, and they actually also just make money and don't care about animals at all. All right. Because... Most of us love animals and especially people who have kids. And as we know, kids are very innocent. They want to learn about animals. They get excited when they see animals. There are some ethical alternatives as attractions if you want to be more educated on how animals live and what they need. So there are some 3D shows of wild animals and I was happy to read that more and more circuses use that instead of actual living Mm -hmm. animals which is a very good very good news to just use holographs first I can imagine that it has to be you know spectacular you know that huge animals Mm -hmm. in holographs and it also prevents animal cruelty because I've seen some very bad photos of circuses. It's even worse than zoos. Mm -hmm, That's true. So, yes, it is good to know that there are 3D shows of wild animals. And in Greece, it's already prohibited, yes, to, uh, I mean, circus. Yes, 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 we don't have. Unfortunately, in Russia, still not. I, I don't know how people, I mean, if you just, search some photos of mm-hmm. how circus animals are kept I don't know that you'll have the the strength to just go and see them it's yeah it's crazy there are some sanctuaries like elephant sanctuaries and also other animal who are prone to riding them I think you know that in places like India, Mm -hmm. they tend to ride animals, uh, elephants, Elephants. sorry. Mm -hmm. We also have a very big problem in Greece with donkeys, Mm -hmm. especially in in an island, Santorini. There are donkeys there and they use them as an attraction. So they put people on Mm -hmm. the donkey to just ride it and in very, you know, uh, like stiff places that are high and also these animals are not really for riding for Mm -hmm. people to riding they are they need something lighter you can just you know put something for it to carry but it's different to just put a bag of potatoes than putting a whole person on the animal and they're also doing that okay with horses as well they put that thing on the the sides of the animal so they can't see on the left or on the right. They only see in front of Mm -hmm. them, which is so bad. Like, imagine someone forcing you to just look just straight and you're not able to see what happens around you. Actually, really stressful for animals. Of course. It has been a huge issue, especially the past years, with the donkeys. And they try to stop that and they try to save these animals. But there are still people who do it for money, of course. So these sanctuaries, uh, instead of riding the animals, they give you the opportunity to walk with them. You can still touch them, but these animals don't mind being Mm -hmm. touched. And of course, we don't talk about like 50 people touching the animal at the same time. Uh, They try, you know, to be more animal friendly. When it comes to marine life, that many people say that they don't have emotions, which is crazy believing that fish or some mammals, like they don't have Mm -hmm. emotions. There are rehab centers for these animals that have been mistreated, you know, kept in very bad conditions. Mm -hmm. There are marine centers that take care of the mental health of these animals. And you can visit them and observe them, you know, just from a distance. Of course, because I'm not sure if marine life wants to be touched. They're not really used to. There are eco-friendly safaris 
that for me is a very exciting idea just to go from a distance and observe the animals in their natural environment, but not to disturb them because there are cases that I read that other type of safaris that they tried to touch animals and some animals actually attacked the people because this is, it's normal. It's their nature. They feel you just come into their house and try to touch them. Imagine someone getting in your house and trying to touch you. What would you do? You would just kill them. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) We have to think of this that way, that this is their house. This is the place they live. It is not just that you can go and say, Mm -hmm. oh, hey, and touch a lion, a tiger, or whatever. Yeah, another also places that have camels, they also used to ride camels, especially in the, in the uh, desert. That I read that they also it it is also the best for them for camels to be you know ridden. And you can also um, go to sanctuaries that uh, let you walk with them mm-hmm. and get to know them you know a bit closer. Uh, I also didn't know that these these animals don't like to be read. I mean, I I can imagine, but I, you see it for yeah. your whole life, so you see that you think that it is something normal. But again, I will say that we are so uneducated when it comes to what animals really want and how they really feel. Mm-hmm. So yes, just try to find nice ways and respectful ways to meet animals instead of just harm them more. Because if you claim to love animals and be animal friendly, you have to to treat them in a, in a way that shows that. Yeah. And uh, Olympia, did you like zoo when you were a child? Yes, I did. I think every single yes. kid likes it. And especially when you're a kid and you're innocent, I think you can't even imagine that these animals are being treated badly, you know? Mm -hmm. Your mind can't think that someone Mm -hmm. can harm animals. So, yes, I've been to the zoo and I think that I have connected it with my school trips that we had fun. So for me, it was a nice experience when I was there. But now that I think of, you know, some of the conditions that animals were being kept, maybe it wasn't for uh, for the animals as fun as it was for me. Mm-hmm. When I was a child, I loved zoos also. In my town where I used to live, there wasn't one. But every time when we went to Moscow or to St. Petersburg or like in our big city, I made my parents take me to the zoo. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it was because I loved animals. And actually, I I didn't realize and I guess I couldn't realize like as a child, like something was wrong with this Mm. logic and animals and go to the zoo, yeah. In my hometown, there was also an oceanarium because this town is close to sea. And in this place, there were performances with seals and fur seals. They did various exercises, like performances, yeah. And I also loved this place. And of course, also, I didn't understand. That's not a good idea. And even more, I loved the circuses because really nobody explained to me what price of all these performances. I just didn't think and Mm. couldn't realize. Yeah, I think when you're young and innocent, you think that everybody loves animals and they don't want to harm them. Mm -hmm. So you will never imagine that they're being beaten and mistreated and this kind of cruelty that goes on. That's true. And what about now? Do you visit any zoo? Not really, no. And if I am about to visit something, I would definitely prefer a sanctuary that I know that these people take care of animals, that they didn't capture animals from the wild in Mm -hmm. order to entertain. But 
even if I was to visit a zoo, because for example, here that we are in Mirajhasa, we do have the opportunity to visit a zoo. But I would like to see how mm. this zoo operates and, you know, search it a bit yeah, before yeah. I actually visit it. Yeah. Last time was for me mm, about five years ago in Prague. And uh, I was already concerned about uh, the moral side, ethics side of it. But, you know, aspiration to see kangaroo <laughs> was like stronger than me. <laughs> and it just so was so excited. And also in Prague, zoo in Prague is really big and one of the best zoos mm. in Europe. But frankly, I felt like... I did something wrong mm. after and I just decided, okay, just stop it. It's actually not a good idea. And uh, interesting question, actually. What about our future kids? <laughs> Would you take them to the zoo? I think that the only reason that I would take my kids to a zoo that would be to explain to them how bad it is. Mm. You know, just take them once there to show them that, like, how small the cages are and how bad these animals must feel. But I think that there are many, many documentaries that you can show to the kids to be entertained mm -hmm. and know about animals. So I don't think that it will be a normal thing for us. I hope so, yeah. yeah. Now I'm sure that I wouldn't, but... Yeah, you never know. Yes, and you know, it shouldn't be just banned. I mean, the whole class goes to the zoo and you say just, no, you don't go because it's bad. Of mm. course, you should explain why it's bad and actually it's a huge job. I mean... I think it's really difficult to explain. Yeah, yeah. Especially what you said when if it's like a school trip, mm -hmm. it must be very difficult to explain to your kid that this is not right. Yeah. And also I thought about, for example, as you said, about first only one trip to the zoo, like to to show, to explain. And can you imagine for somebody in Denmark, it was first visiting the zoo oh and kids saw it. I, really, I, I just joked. They would need a psychologist after that. Yeah, it's true. Actually, they yes. need. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, there is very little time left. And today we have discussed a lot of sorrowful things and we all have something to think about. Dear listeners, only you decide to support zoos or not, take kids to the zoo or not. And we are here to show only our point of view. Be kind toward other living beings and take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.